Welcome to our Artivism Chat. Each time we talk to amazing artivists who dedicate their artwork to protect the environment. I hope you will enjoy our chats. So, hello everyone. Hi Norbert, you're already there. Hi. Hi Tash, you're also already there. Amazing. So, um... Welcome everyone to our 14th Artism Chat here on Clubhouse. Um, as always, super excited. We have amazing guests and um, also a team of moderators who will guide you through um, this evening. And our guests we already have on stage, um, Tash and Claire. Hi, Claire. We always invite very inspiring artists um, that... Um, hi, Hannah. You. So, um, that dedicate their artwork to protect wildlife, um, endangered animals, uh, sea creatures, and also um, sometimes donate a pr um, percentage of their um, their sales to to organizations. So, I'm always really excited of um, about these chats because. As on Instagram sometimes or on other social media platforms, we see beautiful images, but we don't really learn that much about the artist or the mission behind the work. So here we can really learn more about um, how the journey started, what inspired the artist and um, yeah, what the mission is behind there. Um, before we start, um, I just let Norbert quickly introduce himself and then um, I say a few more words how the evening is going to go. Hi, Katrin. Hi, April. Everyone's here. So cool. Hi, everybody. And uh, uh, welcome to uh, the 14th, I can't believe it, Artivism Chat. So uh, my role is to be the sidekick for Nina, who makes uh, these amazing rooms happen and uh, hopefully to learn uh, a lot uh, from our... Uh, present speakers and artists tonight. My name is Norbert. Uh, I live in Germany. I started the scuba club here and uh, I'm more than happy to uh, um, support Nina in uh, activities that don't always have to do with scuba diving, but uh, uh, some artists uh, uh, are uh, also involved in uh, marine art. And uh, when it comes to scuba questions, I'd be uh, more than happy to answer them. And uh, beyond that, I'm, uh, I'm the admirer of the true artists around me. My background is in business, so uh, uh, my, my art uh, is, is non-existent beyond uh, some photography. When I'm trying to get along, I'm actually just packing my camera because I'm leaving tomorrow uh, for a dive trip. So I hope it will work, and then I can share some photos uh, when I'll be back. Nina, go ahead. That's perfect. Welcome, Norbert, and thank you so much again for letting us use your scuba club to host these rooms. It's great to have, um, yeah, to have a different audience as well who's not just interested in art um, but in the ocean. And we have April here tonight, who's going to support us as a co-host. And Norbert had the brilliant idea to um, get old artists back that had have joined our Artivism Chat in the past. And April was part of our very first Artivism Chat. I think that's like almost two years ago. And um, we are really interested 
in what has happened since and um, have on the co-moderation team tonight. So I let just Ava introduce herself and um, yeah, give you the word quickly. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Hi, Nina. Hi, Norbert. It's good to say hello. Um, thank you for inviting me along, Nina. Um, and hi to everybody else and, and hi to everybody in the room. I'm a little bit out of practice on Clubhouse, I have to say. Um, but um, I'm, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Avril and um, I'm a co-founder and CMO of Clean Group, um, which is a sort of purpose-driven business uh, in sort of green tech and innovation uh, the goal to remove microplastics from the environment and I also run a not-for-profit called Cleaner Seas Project um, and yeah and I was um, I joined these guys for oh my goodness when was that Nina and Norbert I can't remember how long ago that was <laughs> it was the very very first one and yeah I'm so excited to have you here tonight because uh, I also know that lots of happened in between so we are um, excited to hear more about that and um, I didn't even know you can do little hearts here on, on, on Clubhouse now. <laughs> Things have changed. I, was, I was just showing off and playing with all the new gadgets. <laughs> Amazing. Um, awesome. Now, so Taylor is supposed to join us tonight, but there was a little bit of a mix up with timings of his exhibition. So he's trying to come in and say hello and join us for a little while. Um, so we see how that works out. And then we have um, Natasha Hatcher, uh, we have Claire Heffron, Hannah Fitzsimon and Katrin Meiler here tonight as guests, as the artivist. Um, unfortunately, Josh Glugstein got ill and can't join us tonight, but we arranged to have him in the next Artivism Chat in December. So how we usually do the room is we're going to start with a really quick warm-up question, so no big introduction of who you are, just a quick um, unmute the mic and talk for a few minutes, so um, we get the nerves out of the system, basically. And then um, we're going to introduce you to the audience, uh, what you do, uh, where you're based, and what you're specialized in, and um, so what we are usually interested in is a few couple of questions but the main idea is how did your journey started um, when did you start getting interested in wildlife or realize that there's a problems with extinction so all of of that journey and then the second round will be um, where do you see yourself in the future where, what projects do you want to get involved with but to start um so how it works here on Clubhouse is you can pull to refresh. That means you can pull down the screen and then you see in which order the people appear on the stage. Um, for example, I see Norbert first, then I have Tash, then Claire, then Hannah, then Catherine, and then Avril. Um, so we go in that order. And you can also, if you want, um, during the chats, um, change your profile picture. So if you, for example, talk about your artwork and you would like the audience to see what you talk about, you can just quickly change your profile picture. Um, so tonight's warm-up question, I know Norbert, you are ready for this. <laughs> um, what's your favorite superhero and why? So can be anyone um, and nothing too serious. So just a little warm-up question. Norbert, do you want to go ahead? 
I thought it was ladies first on the rooster here. <laughs> Fine, um, how you want. I've, I've been doing my homework, of course, and preparing for weeks for this talk, and uh, impulsively said that my superhero is not one that many people know, and it's called a mantis shrimp. And you can encounter it uh, diving, and it's a superhero because it's one of the fastest animals on the planet. Uh, it has its front legs uh, looking a bit like a mantis, the insect, and it can kick with those legs. Actually, there is a version that has a spear uh, uh, as an alternative, and that speed of uh, clicking out the legs uh, a bit like a grasshopper uh, can extend its legs very fast. Uh, basically does a big bang underwater and uh, can, can even break your glasses if, if you were to put them close to um, uh, the shrimp. It's a relatively big animal, about uh, 15 to 20 centimeters, I would say, about five, six inches, uh, most of them. And uh, whoever hasn't heard about it uh, might get interested in it. has the most amazing eyes uh, with many more capabilities than ours and many other things to find out about them. So that's my superhero, and I hope I'm going to see them by the weekend. I can tell you have prepared yourself for this. Amazing. <laughs> um, Tash, do you want to go next? The microphone is in the corner to unmute and to um, speak. Thank you so much, Nina. Um, hi, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. Um, so... Gosh, my favorite superhero. When you asked the question, Nina, I immediately thought Wonder Woman <laughs> because I have always um, identified with her, you know, a strong woman of the Amazon who, who loves animals. And uh, I was always tall and have dark hair, as you can see from my photo. But now hearing Norbert's question, I feel like I also need an animal superhero. <laughs> So if I was to pick an animal superhero, I would have to go uh, with the tiger, one of my favorite animals in the whole wide world. Uh, I'm born in the year of the tiger, and so I've been surrounded my whole life uh, with tiger memorabilia, and my parents always took me to see the tigers at the zoos and things like that. They are the largest of the big cats. Of course, uh, their stripes are all different uh, to each individual. Um, and also, apparently, their wee smells like popcorn, which I think is an amazing fact. And I do love <laughs> a fun fact. So. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, those are my two superheroes for the evening. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, Claire, you're next. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, I'm not sure I've warmed up enough nerves and I feel a little bit on the spot. I mean, um, so when you said about superhero, the first one that came to mind was Deadpool. I'm a big fan of the Marvel Universe and Deadpool's an underdog. Uh, you know, he's kind of uh, slightly rejected. He He's he's not that he's almost the antihero. He's funny. He he's makes goofs um you know and he's he's just someone that i feel is quite relatable in the way that i always seem to champion the underdog and i'm a big um supporter of um i don't know i, I my reason behind being an artist was is to almost promote the uh, endangered species that nobody know, knows and like the ugly birds and and things like that, you know, it's really interested me. So I guess it comes full circle to sort of that I'm always supporting somebody who might not be, um, who might be on people's radars, but might not be considered fantastic enough or something. 
That's a good answer. And having studied um, your profiles, I can already see some relations to uh, you and Tash, um, but we get into that later. <laughs> um, Hannah, you're next on my screen. Hi, everybody. Can you hear yes, me? Loud and clear. Yes, good. Uh, good. Uh, well, with uh, hi to everybody before I start. Yeah, the nerves are there too. Um, I could not choose favorite superhero out of the superheroes. Um, I just love them absolutely all and I just watch the movies over and over. But in the human world, I think I would pick David Attenborough for what he brought to the wildlife and the whole planet and the awareness he's just bringing to everybody. Great choice. <laughs> I agree. Amazing. <laughs> Katrin, I mean, sorry, I got confused. Uh, you're next on um, my screen if you want to unmute and speak. Hello, everybody. Um, so this is my very first time on Clubhouse, so I'm quite nervous that I'm pushing the right buttons, but it seems to work. Um, superheroes. Well, when you asked the question, Nina, uh, the first thing I thought about was Spider-Man. I'm not really sure why, but yeah, he's quite a funny superhero, I think. And if I had to pick an animal superhero at the moment, I would pick a tapir. I'm not sure how it's pronounced in English. It's a tapir in Germany. Um, and that's because I'm doing a little illustrated story with a tapir and a mouse. So I would pick him as a superhero animal. <laughs> ah, so cute. Also, the Spider-Man, I don't know why, but it's somehow in your beautiful illustration, I can feel, feel Spider-Man there. So <laughs> I, maybe I, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, great. Thank you. When I, this is exactly why we kind of have the first round of uh, quick questions just to, you know, I think once you get enough sort of speaking a little bit, you know, it's, um, you feel a lot more um, easy, um, easy going on talking. April, <laughs> the question is also for you. Who is your superhero? <laughs> this is a great game. I'm loving this game. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to follow Norbert's lead with uh, some sea creatures. Um, and I'm going to go for plankton. Um, phytoplankton in particular, um, because they're such a superpower in the ocean, producing around about 70% of the oxygen we breathe. They, they photosynthesize. Um, not a lot of people know that 50 to 80% of our oxygen comes from the ocean. I'm discovering that more and more as I do lots of outreach at the moment. And we need to spread the word um, about what the ocean does for us. And um, and a lot of that's down to the mighty, mighty, tiny, tiny plankton. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, I often ask this question because I often go to schools and ask this questions like, where is our oxygen coming from? And the kids, obviously, they want to tell me all about trees. And then <laughs> and then we have the, con um, the conversation about phytoplankton. So I love that one. Um, so as Taylor is not here tonight, I don't feel too much of a 
<laughs> um, you know how you say, um, my superhero, uh, Dr. Sylvia Earle and the grand of uh, Taylor. So one of my, my superheroes also inspires me to um, use the sentence, protect what keeps you alive, just, uh, you know, because of the ocean, exactly what you said, Oval. Uh, how important it is and if I have to pick an animal I would pick a little seahorse because the seahorse is such a um, key to my artivism journey so there's um, there's this um, image of the seahorse finding a cotton bud so um, yeah that that's what I would pick um, I can see Josh is down in the audience I asked him on messenger if he wants to join but i know he's ill so if he's not up for it um we're gonna wait for next week um but i just um just saying josh if you want to come up and uh, join the party feel free um to accept my invitation and so yeah let's start um i haven't introduced myself so uh, my name is nina rossiter i'm an artivist um in the ocean space. I work with um, with children and schools um, to um, mainly on behavior changing methods. Um, so we start very very early to protect our planet and to know um, where our resources come from and um, yeah what we can do to to be sustainable and to live a sustainable life. So I also have written two children's books um, around these subjects. One for plastic pollution or that raise awareness of plastic pollution and one um, for endangered sea creatures. So that's for me. And next, um, I would love to introduce Natasha Hatcher. And so Natasha, you're a wildlife illustrator and you have also a little business, um, Hatchling Makes. And you're also a podcast host, which is called The Underappreciated Animals. So that's why I said earlier to Claire that I think there's a link. And um, yeah, so please introduce yourself and uh, we'd love to hear how your interest for um, animals came came along when you, you decided. I, I read in your bio as well that um, there was something with giraffes as well where you noticed they were on the IUCN red list and wanted to do more. So there's, um, I think, lots to talk about and welcome to the stage and uh, please introduce yourself and tell us your journey. Thank you so much, Nina. Yes, uh, giraffes played a huge, huge role in uh, shaping the art and and the artists that I've become today. Uh, so hi, everybody. My name's Natasha, or uh, Tash, as most people call me. Um, and I am uh, originally, I am half German, half Fijian. So I have a very interesting background uh, when it comes to animals. Uh, Fiji, obviously, being very close to Australia, uh, which is now where my family live. And Australia, of course, having a beautiful ecosystem of amazing mammals and marsupials and reptiles and all sorts of things. Um, so I have had a love of animals installed in me from a very, very young age. I can't remember. Uh, my, my earliest memories actually are, are going to the zoo with my parents. They used to take me a lot. I think they regret that a little bit now. 
<laughs> because now I will just talk their ears off about all the animals that I am <laughs> I am illustrating whenever they ask me how my work is going. So <laughs> uh, I originally I, I didn't start uh, as an artist. I've only been uh, I've only actually been an artist for the last five years. Prior to this, I worked in the theater industry in live theater. Uh, and I did uh, all sorts of jobs backstage with lighting and all sorts of jobs with front of house and merchandise and selling behind the bar and, and all different kinds of things. But it all works really well for me running a small business now because I'm used to doing multiple jobs uh, in, in one. So it works quite well being a small business owner and having to do all the... Uh, all the different roles that a small business entails as one person at home. Uh, and so, yes, I've, I've just always, I've always loved animals. And in 2017, I discovered a project on uh, Instagram and it was called the hundred day project where you take any subject you like and you do something artistic for a hundred days. And uh, it was very early in my uh, art career. I had just left my previous career in theatre. And uh, my husband suggested that I do something about animals because I've always loved them. And he was the one who suggested that I do something around endangered animals. Like I said earlier, I've always loved tigers. I'm a big, big tiger fan. And uh, he, his thought was something along the lines of, oh, I could do 100 days of drawing tigers. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I might get a little bit bored after 100 days of doing that. So I decided to do instead uh, 100 days of endangered species. And uh, at the time I was doing embroidery and I embroidered every day for 100 days uh, a different endangered species. And one of the first things that I learned was that giraffes had been put on the IUCN red list only, I think, six months to eight months beforehand. And nobody really knew about it and obviously I wasn't in the, the activism or conservation sphere at the time and I considered myself to be quite knowledgeable about animals and about what animals were endangered and I thought wow if I don't know that giraffes are endangered that means that there must be so many other people out there that also don't know and I think I need to bring these animals to their attention uh, and throughout the course of that project, I learned about animals myself, such as the vaquita and the pangolin, uh, the pangolin, which is now my business logo, one of my favorite animals of all time. And uh, in 2017, not very many people knew about them either. And uh, it's all it's all sort of gone from there. So that was uh, how I started. Uh, that's it's a great idea from your father to to go into endangered sea creatures because they they need so much attention and um, I find that your artwork picks up the subject but in a non devastating way you know because it's so much fun and um, you know you, you they they are all kind of fun and um, uh, you know it's 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 nice how you how you do it especially with the pins and and so people can wear it. And um, how did you get into the underappreciated podcast <laughs> that, that must have come from one to another um, in your journey, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. So um, after a couple of years of doing a lot of endangered animals work, um, I realized that there was a lot of animals that people 
uh, were not talking about. Um, and not because they didn't necessarily know about them, but because they didn't, it's not the animals that you think about when you go to the zoo and you, and you see the animals or you go to the aquarium and you see the animals, you always remember, you know, the, the big wow animals, the sharks or, or the seahorses or the turtles. Um, but then you forget the, the other animals, which are, in my opinion, equally as amazing and sometimes even more so like the garden eels or, or um, you know, the fish in, in London Aquarium in particular, there is a species of fish whose name escapes me right now, but it's found in all of the tanks and it's found in all of the tanks because it's the only fish that is small enough to swim through the entire filtration system of the aquarium. <laughs> and it's That's just funny. <laughs> it's one of those amazing things, you know, and, um, and I just thought to myself, wow, people really don't know. And I, and I, I do a lot of, uh, uh, in-person events, I sell a lot at markets with my small business, and I had, I have pins of uh, things like tigers, and I have pins of of uh, whales, and then I have a pin of a secretary bird, and so few people know what a secretary bird is, but they're one of my favorite bird species of all time. They're these amazing, elegant birds that are sort of half stork, half eagle, um, that are just incredible animals and they just don't get spoken about. And I find that really sad because yes, it's amazing that we are saving the tigers and that tiger populations are rebounding and that whales are, you know, doing so well, certain populations, but these other animals, they need our help just as much. Um, and so that's where I, I started my podcast from uh, the underappreciated animals podcast, which uh, only just began a couple of months back. And I'm taking a short break at the moment because of the uh, holiday season. Uh, I'm uh, slightly busier than I thought I would be. So researching, researching and writing the scripts so it's taken me a little bit of time at the moment. Um, but that was my, my idea is to talk about these incredible animals so that people learn a little bit more about them. They're animals that you can see in, you know, when you go out. And, and I know they're animals that people know about, uh, like aardvarks, for example, or wombats. But you just people don't know enough about them to understand just how incredible they are. And so that's what I'm trying to do with my podcast. I love that. It's uh, it's so inspiring, and I love how enthusiastic you are as well. And I um, I need to start listening to um, to those episodes. And yes, uh, I, it's a lot of work preparing podcasts and stuff like that. So truly understand that. And Norbert, Ivo, do you want to also uh, jump in here and say something? Um, I just want to give you some room before we um, head. Don't to... don't worry about it. Let's let's move on so we hear from everybody. Otherwise. Okay. Uh, Katrin will be asleep by the time we get to her. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so, um, um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to check with you guys. But anyway, if anyone wants to say to anyone anything, feel free to, to jump in. So there's no, um, no order or no, yeah, he here. So next on stage, we have Claire. And um, so Claire is from the outskirts of London and passionate about all kinds of animals. Um, so she paints mainly with um, 
acrylics and colored pencils. And I know, Claire, that we have a common passion for Mexico, all the colors and beautiful animals that live there. And uh, you have achieved already uh, quite a few milestones with the Artists for Painted Dogs Autumn Exhibition and also Explorers yeah. Against Extinction. You were finalists. So we'd love to hear more from you and your journey. So please introduce yourself and welcome to the stage. Thank you. Um, I'm Claire. Uh, firstly, Tash, I must listen to your podcast. It sounds right up my street. And uh, yeah, it's definitely, I've made, I'm making notes as I'm going along and it's on there. So uh, yeah, I'm Claire. I live on the rural outskirts of Surrey. Um, it's very rural in the middle of the countryside and very lovely. Um, but I would love to live nigh the sea. I had this conversation with uh, Nina the other day on Messenger and it was like, yes, that's where I need to be. But in the middle, at the moment, I need to be here. Um, I've always been uh, a absolute passionate about animal um, animals from such a young age. I never had dolls, never had anything. I just wanted an iguana for Christmas. Um, I think it was around the same time that David Attenborough went to the Komodo Islands, and there was uh, is that like one of the first uh, BBC wildlife documentaries, uh, and one that I remember anyway. And I just was absolutely transfixed by these real life dinosaurs and these dragons. And it was just that was my obsession ever since then. Um, to the point then I grew up being known as the nature bore and things like that, you know. Um, but I didn't care because that was just my absolute uh, my life rub was animals. And it still has been and always will be. Um, I haven't. Um, there was other things that that resonate with me with Tash. With my brother lives in Australia, and that's something that 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 country means quite a lot for my um, going forward for where I I went from. Um, my mum's Danish, and so again I, I had a strange, a more a, I suppose a different upbringing because the the Danish are a, are a different type of person from the British. You know, they're more. Um, they're just more open to things, I think. And uh, I don't know, it's just nice being having that different culture being brought up with. But how I found myself at art, um, it was through, I, I've had normal working life. You know, I went to college, I actually did a degree in photography. I'll start there, uh, but never pursued that job. Um, and then found myself just working in normal offices in London until, um, 2002 when my uh who is now my husband we decided to go off traveling for a year spending um two months no, a month in thailand two months in new zealand and australia and eight months in central america mainly guatemala honduras and mexico um and obviously i was immersed in wildlife and i did a little bit of painting then but then life took another turn with children and just normal working life until around from 2017 16 onwards it was just a, I had a run of not very good things I lost my brother I nearly lost my dad and then my son was nearly uh was seriously ill so come 2018 I felt like I just needed an an outlet for those emotional times and art become a little bit of a savior and I know that's quite a cliche but it really really was so I was just picking up uh, anything that I had, a little bit of acrylics, a bit of paint, um, some face paints, some uh, painting stones, painting or with a graphite pencil or, or watercolour, anything that I had. And then that year I found Instagram, which, as we know, um, it can be detrimental, but it 
can also bring out a whole new world, which it did for me. It brought up a whole brilliant world of artists and learning and development. And and basically, I started with um, uh, colour pencils and doing tutorials and thought I wanted to do pets, but it absolutely had no passion. And at the same time, I was listening to Kevin Peterson's podcast. I don't know if any of you are familiar with it. It's The Beast of Man, and it's all about the the rhino horn poaching, rhino horn poaching in South Africa. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. And it, it's a brilliant podcast. Um, and it just made me realise that people don't know a lot of these stories. You know, they don't necessarily, uh, We everyone can be quite closeted. And I just wanted to start giving a voice to these animals that really, really needed it. In particular, endangered species, um, un, un unknown species as Tash brought up about the pangolin um, and it just become more and more of my drive to kind of focus on these endangered species um, and how do I try and elevate them so people are aware of them and try and bring their awareness. I know as an artist I don't have the power to make a huge change but if collectively as a group of artists we can have a voice to start a little ripple effect to make awareness of these animals. Uh, I think that would probably be, it, I just think that'd be brilliant. Um, so in regards to animals that I particularly like, I'm, I seem to like the, uh, what I call the ugly beautifuls, uh, especially the birds, um, the bald ibises, vultures, I'm absolutely besotted about. And then there's also the sea creatures, which again, um, going back to my conversation with Nina my I feel like my heart is in the sea and I could probably spend most of my my artist career just doing marine life um especially after uh, I was in um Perth aquarium in Australia and it was the first time that I saw a leafy sea dragon and I didn't even know such a creature existed. And it was just so, so beautiful. I ended up a few years later drawing one. And that was one that um, was shortlisted for the Wildlife Artist of the Year. Cause, and it's, I still, to this day, I just, I, you know, they're just absolutely, those in the giant um, cuttlefish, the rainbow cuttlefish, are just two creatures that I could watch reels and reels of them on instagram um that's all my accounts seem to follow especially when it's the the mating season of the cuttlefish it's just i can't get enough of them um and yeah and so i seem to go through in circles and, and my current passion at the moment and something that i'm really going to try and focus is um is orcas in captivity and the um awful shark finning uh, you know, so these are two of my kind of where that I, I really want to sort of try and see what I might be able to do in some ways of uh, bringing more awareness of those things. Claire, have you been ever scuba diving? Uh, yes, I have. I have got my paddy, but I uh, have never pursued it. <laughs> I did it when we were traveling in Honduras, but we're um, as a family, we're actively uh, active snorkelers. So it's our way of kind of us introducing our young children into that world. Just, in a just asking because the, the animals you're enamored with, uh, I will see um, in yeah. the water as I dive in. Um, and uh, they're amazing, like you said. Oh, do I, I, you know what? As soon as you said the mantis shrimp, I was just like, oh, yes. I love. And 
Oh, I'm very jealous. <laughs> I'll put up uh, some some little stuff here in pictures. If you pull to oh, refresh, brilliant. you'll see some, and uh, some others here will also change pictures, and uh, then we entertain our audience by by doing that. And uh, if people in the audience want to take notes on some of these animals, they're worth taking a look at, even googling them. Thank you. Mm. And for those who don't scuba dive or, <laughs> or snorkel, they can look at the beautiful artwork afterwards. Um, thank you so much, Claire. Your artwork is absolutely stunning. I mean, I'm not surprised that Sea Dragon um, got selected. It's so beautiful just looking at your Instagram. <laughs> and oh. just found it. It's uh, <laughs> really, really stunning. Also, the birds and, um, yeah, just, just so beautiful. And I do think that... Um, artivism and art becomes more and more important because um, I think more and more people are looking for how to communicate science and um, a lot um, of people realize it's difficult to communicate science just with huge amount of word papers you know so art does become more and more relevant especially beautiful um, artivism like you do it and I mean, just look at Explorers Against Extinction tonight. Um, they are having their sketch mm. for survival evening. Um, and um, as you know, and, uh, you know, just that gallery full with artwork as well. I think um, it's the right timing for, for artists to, to become more and more relevant. And your yeah. artwork is um, stunning. <laughs> so <laughs> love it. Um, so before we um, go into the second round of questions, um, we move over to Hannah. And um, so Hannah, you are originally um, from the Czech Republic, but you are based in Oxfordshire, if I said that right. And um, you have started your um, art career, as I understood it right, in New York with visual art and um, you, you do very, very beautiful, highly detailed artwork now. Um, but you changed from, from oil paintings to colored pencils and I think other mediums as well. But please tell us more about your journey and how you got into art. So welcome, Anna. Oh, hi. Hi again. Um, yeah, so uh, I was born uh, in the Czech Republic and uh, I lived there till I was 18. And I kind of didn't know what to do for a job and so I just decided to move to England and be an au pair and learn English which I did not speak a word of so I took the big step to move to England and I was lucky with really lovely family here and lovely friends and just fell in love with England really but uh, I left and I worked because I then spoke English so I worked for it Czech travel agency in Spain and Croatia and then my feet got itchy so I moved to New York and I was an au pair there and finally just so I could stay I decided to go studying art which I always wanted to do because I was drawing since I was a little kid I was drawing mainly horses so I just loved any animals but I loved horses and um, I couldn't get to school, art school in Czech. I couldn't get into art school in England, but in New York, it was just so easy. So um, I was doing all the different media, but then I took uh, oil painting class and I just, just loved oil painting straight away. And um, 
obviously I traveled a lot around the States and I think the moment that I realized the planet's in trouble it was when I took a trip to Alaska. I think it was 2007 and we were going, I met a group of people I never met and we were camping together for a week, traveling around. And one day we went to uh, Exit Glacier to do hiking. And as we were driving in our little minibus, there was on the, on the road, there were signs with years. And as we were coming to the glacier, the, the dates were changing. So we, we could have been about two, three hundred meters, even 500 meters from the glacier. And it says, 1950 and then so I just realized where the glacier in that year finished and it was just like wow how much it changed how much the whole world is changing because of the global warming so um, that was the thing and plus I went there and I thought how much wildlife I'm gonna see and all the bears and moose and everything and most of it I saw in orphanages and it was just, it was just different experience than I thought it would be. So I think that came back with my artivism. That's where the change happened. But yeah, then um, in 2009, uh, I'm at 2008, I met my husband who is uh, half South African, half British. And we lived in Dubai, so that was another extreme. And uh, yeah, driving by the houses of the sheikhs and seeing all the water in the middle of the day, watering the grass. And I thought, why? Why are you wasting water in a desert watering grass in the middle of the day? It doesn't make sense. So it's just the wastage. So all these little things, they're just adding up to... I guess what I'm doing now. Um, so yeah, then we moved to um, England because um, I've had three boys. So busy, busy mom life. And that's why I changed to pencils because with the oil painting and three boys is just too, too much. <laughs> so um, pencils I can pick up, draw for 10 minutes and go and yeah, it's just so much easier for me to just move around with the medium. I use pastels, pastel pencils quite a lot as well now. But these are two of my favorite, but I definitely would love to go to oil painting. And then uh, with the art, uh, in what was it, about 2019, I draw this chimp and... When I was drawing it, I thought, he's sitting there so sad. He's just, it's like he's waiting for the world to change, to, for the people to treat the planet, the oceans, the animals and each other with respect. But nothing's changing and he's growing old. So um, I named it Growing Old Waiting. And I got that piece into a Kesik exhibition. And I spoke to one of the managers of the museum uh, about my ideas, about what is now my artivism pictures, how I want to see 
or draw the animals in this way that actually makes people stop and think. And she said to me, if I do and get all my drawings done, she um, she's going to give me a solo exhibition. So it kind of boosted me up. But I didn't feel good enough to put what's on my hat in, onto the paper back then. So it took me about two years before I did my uh, first piece with the um, polar bear in the plastic bag on a piece of ice cube. And it's just totally changed my world. I had no idea about this artivism. I had no idea about wildlife artivism. And it's just opened on Instagram all this new world to me that I didn't know existed. And it just, then I had two more pieces, one with um, jaguars with fire in their eyes, just to um, highlight the burning of Amazon rainforest. Then I had uh, elephant carrying tasks of other elephants, his family, that's all about poaching. Then um, recently I finished my massive coral reef, which was, I think, the hardest drawing till now. And there is a scuba mask and um, behind it is all bleach corals and no fish and just a set. What if it's a reality or imagination? And what do we want to see when we go? into the sea that's amazing i'm i'm while you're talking i'm actually looking at all the images you're <laughs> mentioning um uh, our audience might have uh, more problems with that but uh if you oh. go to your instagram uh hannah um fitzsimons art right um, yes you can see all the beautiful pieces <laughs> sorry um uh, yeah it's um What you said earlier really um, emotionally touched me as well is the the when you realized climate change on a on a on another level with the glacier you said yeah it's I think when you're in that situation you really notice that the world is changing and it's not going to be how it's used to be um, I think when that hits you so much then you really feel. Um, so motivated in a way to to create something with art that that gives these messages so other people realize as well so we all kind of start acting a little bit more on on protecting our planet and your pieces are absolutely beautiful i um i, I just find them absolutely stunning and the idea with the um the bear in the back and it's just uh, so good on the scuba Uh, mask with the bleaching crawl it's just so powerful so really glad you joined this artivism journey with 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 these messages and raise awareness thank you um so i just want to see if Avril or Nor norbert want to jump in here or before we move on to katrin <laughs> Avril, go ahead my my contribution was a pygmy seahorse, <laughs> two centimeter in size. I didn't find the animals Claire mentioned on, on the mobile phone. I have them on the PC. <laughs> oh, if you do I need to refresh Norbert, have you, um, 
Oh. Can everyone see what Norbert's um, changed his profile picture to? A pygmy seahorse. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> oh, gosh, I haven't. I'm afraid I've not got anything lined up to um, to put my profile pic. That's so interesting to... to um, listen to Hannah and I had a quick look at your work while you were talking it's absolutely beautiful um yeah really amazing I'm going to spend some time catching up on everybody's work um afterwards after we've uh, finished talking here <laughs> no worries um so I'm just gonna go to um introduce Catherine and then April we also want to hear more about um your work and where you're at at the moment so um as Catherine... how, how you turned into a billionaire since we introduced you in the first talk here and <laughs> jump-started your career since then exactly that <laughs> or watch your space <laughs> it's the um, businessman in me that gets away with me i can't help it no, we, we can all support. Um, but anyway, for the moment, we are at Katrin. Um, so Katrin, as we already know, is um, an illustrator from Germany and creates beautiful words, magical words, I would say. And uh, what I read in your bio, which I thought was really interesting as well, uh, was small things can have a massive impact. And you're so right. But we would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, what's the meaning behind that sentence? And tell us, please tell us more about your beautiful magical words in pink and orange and blue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Nina, for this nice introduction. Um, yeah, I'm Katrin, and small things have can have a massive impact. Um, I realized that when I started my side job, I'm doing um, gardening, greenkeeping, something like that in our small town. And when I started it, there was so much trash in all the garden areas and I always picked it up and I thought oh, people why are you doing that and I got really annoyed and angry but then I thought okay um, I just pick it up and try to make a difference with cleaning this stuff and not getting too angry about why people are doing it because there I think there are other ways to tell people not to throw away like the little stumps from cigarettes or um, all the masks all around. So yeah, I'm trying to do a difference when I'm doing this side job. I always do it with a lot of respect. So um, yeah, usually when you green keep stuff, uh, it should be all cleaned up and everything. But like for now it's autumn and I think there are so many little animals hiding under the leaves or in the bushes. So I'm cleaning it up, but not completely. So I leave space there for the animals to survive winter. And yeah, I got into this last year and I also got into it because we have a really nice and big garden ourselves. And as I'm such a nature person I wanted to have my garden not to be super how do you say clean and picky you know oh the bush has to look like that and all the trees have to look like that 
So I want to have my garden to be really natural and um, home for as many animals as possible. And it's quite getting there. So my mission for me is to make changes in my direct environment because I have the feeling that this is something I can really handle. Um, I watched a lot of documentaries uh, recently and also during the year and they got me really, oh my God, I have to do something. I have to do something for the oceans and everything. And I'm not saying this is not important, but I also feel there's so much wrong so close to me. So I try to make a difference there. And if it's just making a difference in my own garden or in my own surroundings, I think that's a massive thing for all the animals living there. Yeah. So, and with my art journey, I'm the last couple of years I've created, um, how do you say, uh, little characters that were turned into plush toys and uh, some nice little uh, accessories around them and also there I, I always try to get things produced really sustainable and uh, not having mass production products and stuff like that but I had to say I got really overwhelmed in having a small business selling stuff so I decided to um, focus more on the illustration side of things and yeah I just started yeah this year as an illustrator and let's say aspiring children's book illustrator and I really hope that I can make a difference in this way of working and uh, telling stories with my illustrations and maybe not really, I don't know how to say, not really in a radical way, like um, pointing people on things uh, like, oh, this is really bad and this is really scary and this is really, oh my God, look at this. So I, I kind of want to push my mes messages through empathy and making people fall in love with things and because when you love something you're more likely to try to protect it that's what I think so let's hope <laughs> there will be lots of projects needed where I can put my art out there and or maybe I can find something like um, all the others here are already doing and really inspired by that and I have to check your profiles people this is uh, yeah it's really it's nice to be part of this chat today I, I was a bit nervous because I'm not that um, super active with my art right now but I try to to be there in the next couple of months or years yeah yeah that's um about me <laughs> <laughs> and no worries at no all worries about at all. oops i can hear me double <laughs> sorry um so yeah no you don't have to be active right now or you know have produced a lot of things it's more important about um yeah as you said what your mission is where you want to go and 
Do you feel like you want to write stories as well or you just create the characters and maybe write a story about how important garden and biodiversity and small things are? Is that um, something? Yeah, actually, I have a story in, in mind to like for a children's book and um, about how to keep your gardens more natural. So that's the the basic idea that I have in my mind. So, and I, I really hope that I can um, write the story and illustrate it and maybe get it to some publishers. <laughs> so that would be really a big dream coming true because, um, yeah, I would love to illustrate children's books and also illustrate for stories other people wrote, but I'm... I'm really hoping that I can illustrate stuff for stories that really matter. If it's uh, about animals, environmental things, or also um, empathy or how to behave, you know, like um, interaction with other people, but not about, oh, I need to poo or I need to, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is so, I mean, they are funny and I think kids love it, but I want to do something with with a deeper meaning. So fingers crossed for that yeah it's, it sounds beautiful and there's so much to know as well because um you know in the garden world just you know don't have a closed off garden so the um hedgehogs can go from one to another and things like that you know there's just yeah, exactly. like these little things that people might not be aware of and you know what what flowers are good for bees and butterflies mm -hmm. and so there's lots to tell and um and it's great and it's great to connect children um to nature I, it's one of the things i do as well so i think that's really important and it sounds really lovely and i love your magical word as i call it <laughs> so oh, thank you <laughs> very very beautiful um okay so next we have our lovely lovely avril who waited now a long time <laughs> to tell us a little bit more as well about um so avril is an amazing artist as well who does art with microplastic and tells stories that's how we had you in our first um artivism chat i don't know if you have time to change your profile picture able to show us as well so it's um beautiful pieces made from unfortunately microplastic found on our beach and um coastlines in the sea um, but apart from that, you're also a business owner, you do cleaner seas and you have created or developed in a team a filter um, that you can plug into your washing machine that helps to catch the microplastic not going into the ocean. And um, yeah, please tell us a little bit more what has happened since and um, yeah, welcome April. <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Thanks, Nina. It's just been really nice to listen to everybody, actually. It's um, had a, a long day today I've been and um, I've been I was talking on a panel at um, a sort of organisation called Access to Finance who supported Clean Seas Group and um, so I drove to Truro and talked on a panel and, and he came back this evening. So it's been really nice just to sit and have a cup of herbal tea and listen to everybody and what everyone's doing and actually just sort of pop onto everyone's website and Instagram and and um, look at all the amazing work. So it's been it's been just really lovely actually. Um, but thank you for that lovely intro. Um, so I've not been 
creating as much artwork at the moment just because um, Cleaner Seas Group has been quite all-consuming for the last few months. Um, but I'll, I will try and put a, I'll see if I can remember how to <laughs> change my profile pic and, um, and find a piece of work on there. Um, I'm really keen to do some more work. I did one um, sort of diagrammatic picture of a, a heart from microplastic and um, I'd like to do some more, a bit like you have, Nina, actually, I think, with your work, just sort of looking at the human body, um, you know, lungs. I hope you can hear me. I'm getting poor connection come up. Um, so, yeah, just said I'd like to do a bit more of that. And um, you, you did that amazing heart already was the Michael Plus. Yeah, yeah. That so was I, stunning. And I, and I really, yeah, and I think it's just powerful when you, when you just look at it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's a heart from microplastics, but it's when you kind of scroll through and you can see the actual size of them. <laughs> I think that's the powerful bit. Um, and then you can also see all the different pieces and um, where they've come from and you can relate that to what you, or, you know, what I use in my daily life or, you know, just, it, I think that's, that's the powerful part of it. Um, and, um, I this just this summer I've had um I've been really lucky to um sort of collaborate with Ardman Animation and Land's End um and create a few pieces or three pieces to sit down at Land's End um beside the um Ardman experience that's down there. Um so I did a, a, a Shaun the Sheep and a um a seal from their creature comforts um characters and also the Ardman logo um which is all through i i through a friend of mine um she's an art licensing agent and i've been working with her and she's the person who's sort of been putting me in touch with um so she comes on here sometimes actually sarah this is iris and um so she's it's been really that's been very powerful because in her world she's obviously in the, the um art licensing world so she's educating that world about sustainability through sort of clean the project and the work she's doing with us so it's really powerful actually um it's a sector that's you know changing and trying to do better and it's really great to see that sarah's also sort of bringing that through from the other side as well which is really cool and also through working with Sarah, um, we did a collaboration with Hasbro Pepper Pig uh, at the beginning of the summer, and we organised some beach cleans from Scarborough down to Beaudet preschoolers, um, which was which was great. But also, we realised what a tough time schools have been having, sort of post COVID, really post lockdown. Um, it's quite difficult to get schools down to the beaches. We managed to get some of them down to the beaches to do beach cleans, but with quite a few schools, we went into the schools instead, um, just because of sort of extra staff that was needed um, to get get the children down on the beach. Um, but the legacy from doing that was that we um, worked with Twinkle Resources and Peppa Pig and um, it was sort of supported through ASDA as well to create some sort of download or free downloadable toolkits for preschools, for schools, um, 
which are all about recycling and beach cleans and so that that's really cool and that's a nice legacy those resources are will continue to be um free and downloadable um so that was that was really nice um so that's that's kind of that part of what i do um and um in terms of clean seas group um a lot's happened i think since the last spoke to you or um so we so for those of you that don't know our sort of our, our goal at clean seas group is to remove microplastics from the environment and our first piece of technology is a microfiber filter um because um it, it attaches to washing machines um when you wash your clothes up to seven hundred thousand microfibers are released from your wash and a high percentage of those are synthetic fibers um, those fibers aren't meaningfully caught in any way the ones that do go through water treatment works end up in sludge and out into the fields so they end up in the soil and rivers they get washed into the ocean or into the rivers and into the ocean and the other percentage just goes straight out into the water system and so there are trillions and trillions of microfibers in the ocean and I was talking about the, the plankton, my superhero plankton at the beginning, um, the zooplankton are eating microfibers. Um, so the, you know, the tiniest creatures, the, the plank, zooplankton, um, the bottom of the food chain are eating microfibers. Um, you know, they are responsible for sort of that whole biodiversity of keeping the phytoplankton in check. They eat phytoplankton and um and so you know with with all the different things that are happening in the ocean with acidification and plastic pollution um plankton are in decline and under threat um and also obviously we want to remove microplastics or microfibers from the environment just because we know that you know they're, they're just becoming they are omnipresent and pervasive they're in our our bloodstream um this year we've that's been proven. It's been proven there. It's. I don't think this is surprising. It's shocking, but not surprising. Um, we've got plastic particles in our lungs, and we've just discovered also plastic particles in breast milk. Um, so yeah. So our our sort of first solution to tackle that is this microfiber filter. We've got a retrofit for washing machines, and also an integrated one um, for sort of like the washing machine companies can buy the IP and fit it to or integrate it into their washing machines um and we've also um we're just testing sort of the next stage up next level up which is a sort of commercial um filter uh which can be used in laundrettes um and then also scaled up again for textile factories um which is the the next bit of testing um that our cto james is doing um, so we're working with washing machine companies and we are just about to um, go into manufacture and to produce the, the retrofit microfiber filter. Uh, so it's been quite a, a busy time. Um, we were really lucky last year. So we've done basically, um, we've been running for about five years um, and it's really been a long process of sort of all of us working you know like our day jobs and uh, fitting clean seas group in around that and then um more recently uh we had cold place support us 
last September. So uh, as part of their Music of the Spheres World Tour, um, where they pledged to reduce their uh, energy, so, you know, reduce their carbon footprint um, by 50% compared to the last tour. Um, and also they're supporting 18 initiatives of, of which were one. Um, it was a bit of a game-changing moment for us. And um, I think we became, you know, probably more investable at that point um, in terms of confidence for investors. And also from when we started, I think investors are starting to be more interested in investing in green tech and environmental startups. Um, I think that's changed in the last five years for the better. Um, and we've had, we've just, we're just closing on our second round of investment, um, which is sort of, this has accelerated our R&D to the point where we're ready to bring the filter to manufacture. Um, so sorry, I hope I haven't rambled on for too long. <laughs> I, I was just don't know where to, where to start anymore because I was just like sitting here and saying, wow, wow, <laughs> amazing. Right? I was like, congratulations to all your achievements. I mean, from Peppa Pig to Sean the Sheep to <laughs> um, where you are now with the investment, with the um, selection. It's just so impressive and um, absolutely mind-blowing and amazing. Um, I'm just aware that there are still um, our artist guests here, so I just uh, yeah. <laughs> wanted yeah, to. Yeah, sorry, I probably took up way too much time, but no, we'll just no, say no, quickly: no. it's all it's all teamwork. I think that's all I would like to say is that you know everything that we've achieved has been you know has been teamwork, so our own team, and then like an extended team, which expands to you guys. You know, it's I think that's what it's all about, and and that's where all the success lies. Definitely. And I think the inspiration, you know, what you do is so inspiring. You know, you see a problem and you've tried to find a solution and also with the art. Um, but we're going to just, uh, once we go around, we have also where do you see the, yourself in the future? And um, there you can also tell us uh, where people can, can buy the filter if it's already available. So just going to keep that for the for the second round, if that's okay. Um, but it was already... Uh, super amazing to hear um what has happened i'm i'm really impressed and uh love love your artwork so looking forward to um yeah if you make more of your microplastic artwork as well as all the other work it's just amazing um so yeah this is already what i said to the second question is um if you want to comment on each other just feel free but i'm just a bit of aware of the time because we normally run these chats for an hour an hour and a half so but the second question is where do you see yourself in a few years um how do you hope to influence others and um at this time please also tell us how can people support you where can people buy your work um your artwork what kind of website do you have so um tash please um start start again I just want to say first off, wow, everyone's story is so incredibly inspirational and amazing. And thank you all for sharing it because um, I'm taking so many notes <laughs> as I was as I was listening. And, and I'm definitely going to uh, have to uh, connect with you all at some point, uh, maybe off of Clubhouse. I'm sorry, I hope you can still hear me okay. There's a lot of rain in London tonight and uh, it's coming up with poor connection on my phone. Um, 
So we can, we can hear you. It's, Perfect. It's the same. It's the same here in Paris. It's been awful. No, yeah. you're, you're loud and clear. <laughs> Perfect. I'm so glad. Um, so uh, in a few years' time, um, well, one of the things I do currently as well is I donate 10% of every sale which I make through my small business to uh, wildlife conservation. And I think this falls a little bit into what Katrin was saying, is that small steps do make a difference. And, and uh, that was a big reason of why I decided to do this, because I, I there's only so much that I can do. There's the research and the, the work that these conservation organizations can do um, to save animals and to save habitats and inspire future artists is something that I'm very passionate about um, in the future I'd love to uh, I already do at the moment uh, collaborate with a, a couple of wildlife organizations and and I have uh, regular regular chats with them and and get regular updates from them on uh, on what kind of things my customers are helping them to do and uh, would love to continue that in the future and maybe um, even you know help their their causes even even further uh, wherever I can um, in terms of where you can find me, I'm mostly on Instagram these days. I know that uh, it's a bit of a hit and miss uh, social media platform at the moment, but uh, it is my favorite. <laughs> I'm a I'm a early adopter of Instagram and I, I like it a lot. I'm very visual like that. Um, or you can find me on my website. I think I've linked it in my bio here on Clubhouse. It's hatchlingmakes.com. Uh, and you can find links to uh, all my social media there, as well as to my podcast. Uh, and that is also my shop front. So you can uh, have a browse there and uh, take a look at my products whilst you're there. Perfect, Hash. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us tonight as well. Um, Claire, you're next. <laughs> Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I just like to uh, mirror again what uh, what Tasha just said about how amazing and inspiring everyone's stories is here. Um, I've got so many notes. I mean, Katrin, I just love your plushies. Oh, I just saw them, and Avril, you're, it's just incredible. My mind has been quite blown, and uh, <laughs> I don't even really know where to start. Where to see myself when I can see how much you you have all achieved it's quite it's just amazing so thank you so much for allowing me to join this company um i just in i think i'd just like to continue growing um on 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 my artwork and uh in in the way that i can try and use it in a way to uh, make awareness of endangered species and also um to try and help raise funds you know i try and donate a lot of my money to uh, charities and i just think it can something can build on but maybe uh, maybe streamlining it maybe um collaborating with a, a specific charity uh, working with them in a collection that can we can work together in promotion and and maybe even um an exhibition of all uh, keen wildlife activist artists um where we can all use our voices to shout louder and uh, bring awareness to a, a, a wider audience rather than just um say the instagram artist or people that like art i think um that's i haven't quite got my plan in place yet but I, it's along those lines and i think then there's the dream one that i said to nina was about uh, being involved in something like the sea walls um the murals and things like that i mean that's like would be 
up there somewhere. So uh, at the moment, it's a work in progress, I'd say. But thank you so much. I don't uh, remember. Did you mention your website uh, where we can find you? Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm Chevron Art. Let's see, Chevron Art. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I do have a Twitter account, but I've probably used it twice in the past year. <laughs> and now everyone is deactivating it. <laughs> I really don't know how to figure it out. And I've even got a TikTok account. And again, I think there's about three things on there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's mainly Instagram. Okay. <laughs> also my website, which is clairehefronart.co.uk. Um, so I tend to, I tend, I tend to just take the odd commissions. Uh, most of my work seems to be generated around um, a wildlife cause or a, um, a competition at the moment. So, um, but I will, I do take commissions. But on the whole, it, I tell my purpose seems to be always with a goal that I'll be donating a portion of it to a charity of some description. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you. <laughs> Anna, are you you there? Thank you. You're next. Anna, you're unmuted, but we cannot hear you. No, I cannot hear Hannah um, as well. Should we? Um... I see Norbert and Hannah, you have changed your profile pictures. Beautiful. Um, Hannah, we cannot hear you at the moment. Should we? Um... Sometimes let, let's move over to Catherine first. Hannah, sometimes uh, uh, the, the system bugs. Try unmuting again, whether we hear you. Otherwise, uh, maybe you need to drop out of the room and, and come back in. Uh, the app sometimes has that bug. Mm. So. I'd hope to see you again in, in, in a couple of seconds. Just drop out of the room and come back in. Sometimes that's the solution. Katrin. Yes. Um, well, what I would love to do to um, raise awareness is being like a, a role model. So I try to keep on sharing what I'm doing in my daily life. Like I said, with the green keeping or gardening stuff and um cleaning up trash that I find on the way and you know because I think it's it's easier to inspire people than to point at them and say oh you should do that too and that's my um yeah what I'm thinking and I also hope that I can inspire even more people through my art and yeah, if you want to follow me along, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> like Tash said, I, I'm also really into the app still. If it's uh, a bit more difficult to gain uh, an audience there, but I, I still like it because I'm also a visual person. So yeah, you can find me there. And I think I put my website in my bio here on Clubhouse. So, yeah, and I also wanted to say I'm really inspired by all of you and thank you so much for sharing your stories. And yes, as I said earlier, I really have to try and find you somewhere and connect with you all. Thank you. Thank you as well. We're going to try Hannah again. Um, have, um, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know what happened. Maybe um, it's the microphone, or as Norbert suggested, maybe. Uh, Hannah, yeah. you need to leave yeah. the room. Ah, oh, there you are. I'm there. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. It must be my uh, headset. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody's stories are just amazing to hear. And there's like so many people just trying to do the same thing, and you don't even know. It's just so lovely to hear. Um, where I see myself in a few years, um, I definitely want to finish my series, which has got about 11 or 12 drawings, so I've still got a long way to go. Um, and yeah, I'm also like Claire at the beginning, would like to work with some charities and um, donate and help, help the wildlife. So, uh, and you can find me, my Instagram is Hannah underscore Fitzsimmons underscore art, Facebook Hannah Fitzsimmons art, and my website is hannahfitzsimmons.com. Perfect, Hannah, thank you so much. Um, Avril, now we're back. Um, do you want to give us a quick insight of, um, yeah, where we can um, find you, your work, how we can support the filter, if we can buy it already. Um, yeah, let us please know. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you can, um, you can pre-order the microfiber filter on our, um, our website, which is uh, cleaner-seas.com. Uh, but delivery will be, it'll be after Christmas, um, uh, as we haven't started manufacture yet. Um, just sort of been going through a lot of, um, sort of sorting supply chains, um, before we go into manufacture. Uh, we are about to, I can't give you the detail of it, but we are about to, um, launch a, a sort of promotion on pre-orders, um, which we're going to share on Friday, um, which is a kind of anti-Black Friday <laughs> um, campaign. Um, and we'll actually be donating anything, any sales we make, we'll be donating uh, 10% uh, to a charity which is to be announced, uh, an ocean charity. Um, so that's happening. So look out, look out for that. Um, and um yeah so you, you can find us there and we're on all the sort of all the normal channels instagram twitter uh tiktok um youtube uh and linkedin uh do connect i've, I've followed i've been trying to follow everybody um here in the room and just uh, so do you yeah, know do connect um and also you can find us under clean the seas project as well um, but I've got a, a sort of, that's a bit in flux, actually, because I'm changing it from an old website to a new one, which is www.cleanersseas.org. Um, but that's a bit of a coming, coming soon. Um, yeah. Thank you, Nina. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. And I know that Norbert uh, wants to go on holiday to uh, West uh, Papua, is that how you say it, Norbert? Yes, that's the region. <laughs> the western half of Papua New Guinea belongs to Indonesia. And mm -hmm. uh, there's some, some dream locations where you can see things that Claire mentioned and Ever mentioned uh, there. Uh, and uh, Komodo is a bit further west, uh, 
closer to Bali and uh, it's called the Raja Ampat National Park and uh, very close by if you pull to refresh again if you put your finger in the middle of the screen and pull it down uh, on the Lembe Strait that's where I go for the first week uh, you will see critters like this one bobtailed squid uh, size of your little fingernail roughly so a lot of small stuff and uh, Darwin is alive is my summary for that area in Lembe and then uh, Raja Ampat uh, has its name for the four large islands the four kings People who don't go scuba diving have never heard of these places, never will. Um, if you look them up, uh, you'll find that they have the highest biodiversity in the world. And if you have people like Avril around you, they will explain to you why uh, they're special. And uh, Hannah has a beautiful picture put up as well um, that she described earlier. And uh, that's a little bit of how the, um, the underworld uh, looks uh, through your uh, masks when you, when you look at it as a diver. Thanks very much for having me. And uh, I'm very, very impressed with so many great artists. And uh, I wish I would have hundreds of uh, all of your uh, skill and, uh, and savvy in, uh, in art. Uh, I'm, I'm trying uh, as an amateur in photography. That's as far as my art goes. We will be excited to see um, beautiful pictures from this journey. Um, hopefully one day. Avril and I will go scuba diving as well, as we said uh, years ago, <laughs> but um, still, still on the wish list. Um, so I just wanted to say as well, I've um, um, two projects coming up. Uh, one is already out there with the Amsterdam Metro and an art gallery in Holland called Artivist, um, where we have animated um, two art pieces. Um, one is already playing in the Amsterdam Metro and we'll be playing for the next five months, so that's really exciting. Plus, there will be another artivism piece called um, Plastic Sushi, which highlights the problems with microplastics as well and all the pollutants that are out there. So I'm quite excited um, to see how people react to that. And then um, there's also the exhibition with Politico at the Sustainable Future Week. So that's my two highlights coming up. Um, and uh, just wanted to say a huge thank you for everyone joining us tonight. Um, I always, um, I love these chats because really connecting to other artists and hearing what their inspiration is, uh, what their, you know, what their journey, where they're going, um, what keeps them going is um, also what keeps me going. So thank you so much for agreeing to um, joining here tonight and sharing your story. And we have... Um, one more in one more art chat coming up this year, which is in about a month from now. And then we're taking a little break in January and then we continue in February. So um, huge thank you, Norbert, again, for um, always be here supporting this and giving us your scuba, scuba club to host these, these chats. And as Clubhouse has changed a lot um, from when we first started, um, there are not so many people in the audience anymore, but um, that doesn't matter for us because we see it as a podcast now where people can listen to the chats later on. And I know that um, lots of people do that and give me as well the feedback that they enjoy hearing everyone's story and that they feel inspired by it. So huge thank you for being part of this. Um, if anyone else wants to say something, now is the time. Otherwise, I'm going to um, close the room and... Oops.
Hey, <laughs> I just want to say hi to David in the audience. <laughs> yes. David Waving, David. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, hi, David, as well. I see him. Um, yeah, we are not doing the the questions anymore at the end. Uh, just um, so normally at the beginning, we used to do that. So we ask the audience if they anyone wants to come up or ask any questions. But we kind of have stopped that a few months ago. Um, just, um, yeah, to to keep it at one and a half hours so but it's really nice to see everyone and old artists as well and the audience who are here and joining us so really really nice so thank you thank you everyone and have a good evening and yeah <laughs> thanks nina for organizing time. these for putting everything together and for making everybody feel welcome here thanks nina <laughs> no worries <laughs> bye everyone thank you nina, bye. Bye. Thank you, nina. Bye. 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 Bye.